All right, welcome back to another episode of Beneath the Surface Podcast. And today I have two guests, which this is, um, I don't really have two guests too often, so I'm pretty excited to speak to you guys. And that's Xavier and Rex. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? Thanks for having us. Hey, Paul. Wonderful to be here. Appreciate that, man. So this is cool because I'm talking to two people who've actually listened to the podcast. You guys already kind of know what it's about. Yeah. You listen to some past episodes. You guys have given me feedback and, you know, expressed that like, hey, it's a it's a great podcast. You got some interesting guests on. I like to come on. And I'm always happy when people say they want to come on instead of me, like, having to do the invite. Because <laughs> when I invite people, sometimes, like, they're just, even though they would like to do it, it feels like it can be a little intimidating knowing that you're being recorded. And so then they kind of, like, back out. So. I uh, thank you guys for just kind of like stepping up and saying, I want to, I want to talk about some things. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. We're totally open to it. We do this all the time in our own. So, yeah. And I know you guys are both uh theater majors, so you're probably used to being outspoken and talking in front of people and like, you're not very shy at all, especially you, Rex, from what I know about you, <laughs> which is not much. I'm a, I'm not, I don't shy away from sharing an opinion if that's what you mean. Yeah, I do. So let's just kick it off, man. And um, I'll start off with Xavier. I know I've known you since you were a little kid, dude. I mean, seven years. It's old. awesome. To see, seven years old, and you're now twenty. What three? Yeah, twenty three, sir. Man, so I've known you for a very long time. I've pretty much watched you blossom throughout your adolescence, the early adolescence, teenage years to now adulthood, and um, yeah, just. Who, if, if I had to ask, who is Xavier at this point in your life? Well, how, well, how would you respond to that? I would say Xavier's an explorer, and he just recently got that title. I would definitely say that's accurate based on what I know about you. Yeah, an explorer. Uh, I spent a lot of my time just trying to figure that question out exactly. You know, like who am I, and what am I meant to do here, etc. And uh, with that feeling and that searching, you spend a lot of your time searching. I think I don't ever think there's a, ever a definitive answer, but just I was at least searching for an answer that I was content with. And uh, I never really found that. And so for the longest time, I always felt like I was lost or I just I don't know, maybe just partially even brain dead, you know, but uh, <laughs> but no. I, and then I started, you know, just realizing over time and maturity that it's okay to not have a hundred percent of life figured out. And that's something that I'm very stubborn about, but just with how much I like to just hear different points of view and just explore even different like faiths and practices and religions and everything. Uh, I realize it's not necessarily being lost. It's just not being afraid to let go of one belief to explore another. And I think that's where the explorer mindset came in inside of me. That's awesome, bro. We're definitely going to get back to that, like during the conversation, because I think that's kind of where you and I bond is that we're both kind of um, similar in that way. What about you, Rex? How, and this is great because I don't, I met you a few times, but I really don't know much about you at all. Totally. Um, so yeah, tell me who who is Rex? Um, Rex is someone who I think upon recently, this is probably I think like Xavier was saying, he's had some um, you know, 
changes and the way he's perceived things. I think mine's, I'm the person that right now I'm just trying my best to live in the moment. Um, it's real easy to get trapped up in whether it's, you know, things of your past or looking towards the future. And I look towards the future way more often than I should. Um, but I'm just, I'm, I liked switching my ideology of things to nothing is more important than what we're doing right now. You know, the past doesn't exist because it's just a memory. The future doesn't exist because it's always in motion and hasn't happened yet. So the only thing you have is this exact moment in time right now. And if you're not doing or making the best 100% of what you're doing right now, then why did you get up in the morning? Um, mm. And that's kind of a mentality I've been really now, obviously I'm far from perfect and I struggle a lot still. Um, but I through that's the, that's the practice of my life that I'm really trying to work on right now. And, um, uh, so far, I'm loving it. Man, that's that's awesome. So let me ask you this. Why why do you get up in the morning? What What's your uh, drive, motivation? I get up in the morning because I feel like everything that we experience is an opportunity for growth. Um, Xavier and I, and I have talked about this a few times, that even though perfection doesn't exist, we should always be in pursuit of it. And I feel like the only mm-hmm. way to get closer to you know, the ideology of perfection is to grow. And so every opportunity that strikes you, um, even God, how much negative stuff happens at times, everything's a lesson. Everything's, you know, an opportunity to put one foot in front of the other. And I don't know. I just want to grow. I just want to grow up. I want to... <laughs> you know, so yeah. that's why I get up. Do you think, do you think the pursuit of perfection leads to just a, a never-ending cycle of discontentment? Not if you, um, I think not if you view it that way. It's I think it'd be very easy to be unsatisfied with where you are. It's not that I'm unsatisfied and I want to get better. It's that I'm extremely content and happy with where I am and how I feel and who I feel I am. Why can't I make that a little bit better? So if I were to, you know, unfortunately, if I were to die right now and stop all sorts of growth or moving in one direction, I'd be fine. I'd be perfectly happy, but I feel like you can always be a little happier. Well, yeah, yeah, you can definitely apply that logic to most things for sure. Um, I guess it would really depend on our own definition of what is perfection, number one, in your eyes, and then what is that? What does that goal look like? Like if there's like there's never an end to anything, no. right? Like as long as we're living and breathing, time keeps going and your even your idea. I, I think that's I guess if I have I I I think it's a great um answer and, and a great explanation of what you told me, but I guess if I have an issue with anything, it's it's just like that term perfection, like what is that? And then is that like, is it a destination? Is it a certain accomplishment? Like perfection to me sounds like there's an end goal. And in my mind, like this, everything is infinite. Totally. Often just moving towards just self-improvement or being a better person. And no one ever gets there. Like, um, no, but that's interesting for 100%, sure. 100%. I agree with you on that. And um, I think that's, I think my idea of, 
perfection, I guess, isn't, it isn't definable. And the fact that I know it's not achievable, it's, 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 mm-hmm. it's perfection doesn't exist in nature. It doesn't exist anywhere. Even, you know, anything you calculate down to the size of an atom, perfection doesn't even exist there. But why shouldn't we, it's, it's the same mantra as, you know, you want to reach for the star, strive to, yes, to be better. And so, yeah, I think if you're aiming for something that's just, you know, spreads a little bit more positive light in some aspect why wouldn't you reach for that and then not get comfortable with it and just keep on reaching more and more yeah i like what you said earlier just one foot in front of the other at all times you know what i mean and then it's like it's tunnel vision you like you don't even think about the the how good can i be it's just us always one foot in front of the other and then i'll be as far as i can be until I'm done here on earth. Yeah, and even if you take a step backwards on, you know, the odd day, that's a lesson to be learned from, and you'll take a step forward the next one. Brother, you will always take a step backwards at some point, and it's totally okay. For sure. Um, Xavier, you said something earlier about (laughs) being an explorer, and that's, like I said earlier, like, that's something I think we've bonded over, because I'm a bit of an explorer as well in terms of... um, my thoughts and ideas and my uh, perception and just kind of been open to hearing out other people. But I think now I'm a little more grounded in my beliefs. I'm significantly older than both of you guys, but it's awesome talking to young people because you guys are the future. You know what I mean? Like realistically you'll be around longer than I am. Who know? Maybe not. I don't know, dude, I'm black, you know, black <laughs> don't crack. <laughs> but yeah, people think you're my you guys age. Be around. <laughs> You guys be around longer than I will, man. So what do you think um, at this phase in your life, Xavier? Like, what do you what do you think you're grounded in? Like, you do you have any absolutes at this stage? Like, I know this to be true for a fact and I'm grounded in this belief. Um, no, I don't think there's ever, ever such thing as an absolute. <laughs> there is no such thing as an absolute truth. Ever. No, no, no. I'm not speaking in universal terms. I'm taking it and speaking as far as your truth. We all have our own truth. I'm saying, have you developed any absolutes in your own truth? Uh, not saying what's true for you is true for Rex, but have you developed it's a, it's, it's a It's a very broad, like, is there a way to condense it to a specific uh, field? Uh, you could say like your own spirituality, um, your uh, own morals, your own like just whatever. Like you feel for certain, like no one could shake that, no matter what. Like you believe it to your foundation of who you are. Uh, in terms of absolutes, I'm grounded in the fact that hmm, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. It's a very complex thing that I've been thinking about over just even in this pandemic alone, but I think that, I don't know, it's, I'm talking, like, I'm I'll ta- give you an example. My, my fundamental, like, absolute belief is that if I put out good into the universe, ultimately good things will come back to me. Like, I believe that, like, I don't care if anyone that claims they have knowledge of anything else, if they told me something different, I'm like, mm, I found this truth to be true for myself and this it's it's unshakable so i'm just saying like stuff like that like you can have your own um examples but just to kind of help you out 
Um, well, that's a very similar one in terms of when you're talking karma, right? What you put out is what you're going to receive back. Um, but I guess I haven't really established any absolute truths for myself. I mean, I write about things that are what I think are true, but it's what I think is true. It's still me kind of exploring through my own craft as a newly discovered writer, you know, because I didn't start writing until this pandemic started. And I was like, why not try it? And uh, and I'm exploring these ideals and points of view, even, even in what I write, there's a piece of me and my truths that go into these characters. And a lot of it just has to do with, uh, hmm. it's going to sound kind of corny, but you know what, whatever. Uh, uh, so in my recent spiritual findings, I've been exploring the, the paganism or more specifically condemned it's uh, heathenry and that's a lot of what like you would hear about like norse and vikings you know it's what they believed in norse gods and um there's a god and you and the way they would do it is if there was a specific god you resonate with that's like the god you would try to live just your life by and the one i always uh i found myself connected to was the god tyr t-y-r and he's the god of like war and you know, balance and order and justice and all this just because of how I view this world is uh, I, I think there's always a need for order. I think when there's too much of anything, it's a bad thing. And uh, so I try to be that advocate to just kind of balance it out. If there's too much of one thing, I'll just be that advocate and just question the thing to see if there's a way to just improve or balance itself out before it ends up becoming its own destruction. Okay. So do you just believe in that philosophy or do you think like this, that pagan God, it, it like still exists to this day or is it just like the philosophy they believed in back then you still relate to today? Is that, is that what you're saying? Or <laughs> um, in terms of literal gods, I'm still not sure if like a literal entity exists but the way they went about it, it was very nature-based. So if, you know, it was raining and thunder, they would say, oh, Thor is wielding his mighty hammer, you know. And that's how I, I see it more of a nature-based. So I see it as, you know, when the world and the current chaos we're living in, it's very out of whack and out of order and balance. So I'm kind of taking it under my wing as artistically to put in what balance I can. And it's not even me trying to just enforce these ideals it's just like well there's abundance of this so let me try to add in this so people can know and understand that there's other ways to find solutions and just madness you know <laughs> hmm. no rex xavier this goes for both of you guys like it's not just me like asking you guys questions if you like rex if you heard something that xavier just said and vice versa you guys feel free to like ask about it as well like I don't want to sound like I'm just conducting an no. interview, but yeah, um, it's very like you just said a lot, dude. And I'm just kind of like, hmm, where do I even <laughs> where do I even go with that? That's the... no, you should see my writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you, I gotta give you Paul a, like a, a round of applause here because I think this is probably literally my favorite topic of conversation ever to exist. And so Xavier, I'm gonna throw this at you, and you've probably heard it before, giving you know how many talks we've had but 
I like what you say about that, that you know, you don't know whether or like you have a feeling that absolute doesn't exist. And I'm going to throw this that one at you. I think absolute truth has to exist. Absolutely exists. There has to be a reason or not even a reason. There has to be an explanation behind everything. There has to be. Otherwise. Right. But it's, 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 it's out of our understanding. Yes. Absolute truth in my eyes does not exist within the human condition. Right. I think everything that we perceive is done through a very specific set of eyes, like one side of a spectrum. I don't think a human brain can possibly comprehend how things work to an absolute truth. So, yeah. And um, yeah, there's, I think the saying is reversed when you say you have to see it to believe it. I think it's the opposite where you have to believe it to see it. Like you think it's absolute because you believe it to be. Not because it's absolutely true, mm. and the human. Yeah. and and I think that I think there's very it's, it's a very fine line, and I think this is where people get confused between absolute truth and universal truth. Like universal truth is something that can be applied to anyone, anywhere in the world, anytime. Like if I was to say, everyone at the time of birth needs to experience love, I think we can all say that's sure. a universal truth. And then I could say. Um, I could say, Hey, if you, if you, if you work hard and have faith and good things will happen, like, that'll be like my, that would be like my truth because some people say, well, no, like there's fate, like no matter what, how you're born, like this is going to happen and this is how it's going to end. And so somebody could, you know, dispute that, but like, I guess universal truth is kind of like something that's undisputable and your own absolute truth, I would define as. Hey, this is real for me. I know it for a fact. It helped me in my life. And whatever you tell me, like different, it can't shake that because I've experienced this. And it's like my intuition has always guided me right. So okay. I believe it. I'm That's gonna... my truth. All you right. know what I mean? I, 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 I understand universal truths, right? But there's still, I think even yeah. universal truths can be disputed because there's no, I mean, there's obviously... Feelings and beliefs and faith to me have nothing to do with truth. I believe everything could be a possibility. Absolutely, I believe you need love the second you come into this earth. Everyone would be a better person for it. The world would be a better place for it. But I can't say with a 100% certainty that that's true. I don't know. I believe that. That's my universal truth. But is it absolute? I would have to say no, because... We haven't seen it. We haven't seen the opposite. We haven't seen any. There's so many different alternatives that could exist within that truth. Does that make sense? Um, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> Xavier, what do, you, what do you think? I think what Paul's trying to get at is like, we're not talking about like facts about like, you know, like the universe or how the world works or after. I think he's talking about like what absolute truth is for us, meaning like that's right. our foundational yeah. belief, right? Yes. I just want to know what's, what have you, what have you learned up until these 23 years of life is true for you? That's what I'm asking. Oh, mine are all pretty dorky. Cause I grew up pretty dorky. We love dorky. But, uh... There's nothing wrong with being dorky. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll throw this at you guys. <laughs> Rex knows it. So he's already going to know. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it's this video game series that I've been obsessed with for over a decade at this point. And uh so in this specific creed, it's said there they state that nothing is true and everything is permitted 
in this sense of like to say that nothing is true is to realize that you know we are the architects of our actions you know and that we should be the shepherds of our own civilization and to say that everything is permitted is to realize that we are responsible for those actions and being the shepherds of our own lives and but there's consequences to that and we have to deal with them whether they're glorious or tragic and so it's a very karma based but also liberating freedom kind of thing so my universal or my absolute truth is I'm going to live my life the way I see fit and you know and I understand that there's going to be consequences but that's not going to stop me from just being that explorer because I love exploring and so you're prepared to be accountable for your action. Yeah, so I'm prepared to be accountable. I guess that's my absolute, is that I'm prepared to explore this life to its fullest, but I'm also prepared to deal with what comes after those choices. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. Nice. Yeah, no, no for sure. Um, what about you, Rex? What have you learned? I'm, I'm going to be 24 this month. Oh, oh, nice, man. Congrats. Man. Happy, yeah, we, happy we birthday, love, early. We love it. We love getting to your mid-20s. <laughs> man, bro, don't go there with me. <laughs> uh, okay, you're right, right. Wrong company. My, my you know what I would give? No, I'm joking. Uh, man, so I'm, I think I've just, I've learned, I don't know. I've learned that, God, hell, I'm wrong a lot. And that... There's nothing wrong with being wrong, right? That I I try not to be as judgmental as possible because I understand that everyone perceives things completely differently or everyone grows up in a different way. And, you know, there's so many different factors that affect who we are as people. But I can be extremely judgmental. (laughs) And Xavier knows this. And it's something that I am am working on totally. Uh, But I think, and so I'm I'm really, really trying to be okay with being wrong a lot. And I've come to really believe that, that, my God, it's fine. Like, it's fine. And if you, I think if you approach everything with the idea that you might be wrong, you're open to change and you're open to alternative suggestions. And I remember when Xavier was telling me about like um, this new world of, you know, pagan mythology and this, this Norse spiritualism. And at first I was like, I don't know, man, that I mean, it sounds a little weird. Like we talk a lot about Buddhism because I, I, follow a lot of you know uh buddhist type philosophies and um i'm gonna jump in after this oh uh, yeah yeah I'll yeah, 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 yeah. and uh but who who my, my point is who am i to say who am i to say what he should think about it and what he should believe in you know it's not up to me his life is his life he can do whatever the hell he wants to do with his life and the same goes for everyone else I think that you meet. And so that's something that I've really learned and I'm really trying to incorporate. That's when the most growth happens, Rex, is, is when you are being honest with yourself and you have that self-awareness. It's a good sign that you're, you're, you're on your way. You know what I mean? It's like when you are being a little more critical 
not hard, not hard on yourself, but more critical in terms of being a little more introspective about your feelings and who you are. So that's a good thing, bro. It's not, it's not a bad thing to realize like, dude, I'm, I'm wrong pretty often and fuck, I'm yeah. pretty judgmental on people. But cause a lot of times other people will see that before you see it. But when you start to see it, that's when it's like, okay, now I can, I can kind of change yeah. course a little bit and, steer this ship and in a never different been direction a negative for thing. sure i'm never i've never been hateful in any way but it's i've always had like my thoughts were my thoughts and i kind of you know thought fondly of you know how i perceive things and everyone else is a little bit different and so but you're right i'm yeah it's definitely a step of growth and doing my darndest <laughs> right on so what were you gonna say xavier uh so when he when he was talking about like the whole Norris thing and that happens a lot. It's a very easy thing to like mock in our Western way of thinking just because of look what America does to romanticize and Hollywoodize these cultures, right? Like when you think of voodoo, you think of all mm. this evil like witchcraft possession thing. But I had a student in one of my classes who's from Louisiana and it's like that's like a voodoo hotspot and he talks about the misconceptions that America brings to these different cultural practices and the same can go easily go for paganism. Look what Marvel's doing to Norse mythology, putting a, put in a, put in an Aussie boy wielding a mighty hammer. Like, you know, like, <laughs> so it's very easy to just, <laughs> it's very easy to just uh, not take these things seriously because that's what happens a lot when, you live in a when when you live in a society where an abundance of one narrow-minded belief is taking over you know and that's where i talk about the imbalance and yeah. um but yeah that's all i really wanted to say about that and to just take my explorational truth even further was just i talked about this last semester in my acting class uh, it was an assignment and uh I talked about how the way I view my life, because, you know, I told both of you about how I've struggled with suicide as a preteen when I was like 12 and 13. And uh, so the way I see it explorationally was just like this. This may come off negative, but in my mind, it doesn't really. But in some way or another, I. This doesn't I don't mean this in any negative way, but. In some way or another, I shouldn't be here. Like, I could have very easily gone through with it. I could, but something pulled me out of there, okay? And because I was alone, it was middle of the night, no help. I was alone, but something said no. And so I think I see my life now. Not that I don't deserve to be here. I, I'm totally happy with where I am, but uh, I see it in the sense of like, I want to find what pulled me out of there you know and uh whether it's the and so it's a legit entity whether it's some god in the kingdom of clouds or whatever it may be but i'm gonna explore this world and until i find some satisfying answer to it you know and i don't have to find an absolute answer i don't have to discover god himself but it's just a curiosity of like even if it's my own purpose artistically you know but something pulled me out of there and i just see this as like borrowed time like this is just extra time that i've been given by god or, or the universe whatever you believe in i respect it but like something pulled me out of there 
okay and i need to find what that is and that's what keeps me going like when you ask rex what wakes him up every morning that's my why and uh yeah i don't know i just want to explore everything and find what i can because something pulled me out of there and i just want to find what that is yeah could i ask you something on that um um yeah i like that but hmm. do you seek answers because or do you seek comfort do you find comfort in the fact that maybe something higher pulled you out or is it your own just self-will that's what i have yet to answer i think um Uh, I, i i see it as like a I think when I look back on it, I think of a spiritual thing that pulled me out. But at this point in my current time, it's my own self-will because, like, I don't know, like, part of me just likes yeah. solving shit, you know? Like, and I think that when we, even that book we had read last semester, right, and talks about, like, mm-hmm. our muses and spiritualities, like, I think me personally, like, I've been giving these gifts the ability to write and to tell stories through another character's point of view or whatever music whatever like something gave me this and i'm going to use it to just maybe just to even help people get out of the struggle that i was in because characters can do that if you write it powerfully enough and uh so maybe that's part of why i was pulled out of there maybe i just had to go through that suffering so i can help someone else out of it in the future so let, let me let me ask you this because you know, like I said, I've known you since even through those years. I've probably know, I've known you. Um, what was it at the time that made you feel like there might not be another way out, or to feel that that low, like that to that place where, hey, man, this is gonna be all be easier if it's all over. Like, what what was it that brought you to that point? If you can look back and talk to that inner inner wounded child, like. Like, what I was think, it? uh, well, when you, when you, when we talk, when you look at the differences of what you know of the world and the possibilities as a 23 year old versus the possibilities of a 12 year old, you're a little bit naive to the fact that there is no way out, right? That's mm-hmm. based on the knowledge you know as a 12 year old, you think there's no way out, and you think you've tried everything, you think you've explored it all or seen it all, and, uh, you know, as a 23-year-old, I could look back and say, you know, come on, dude, you're being dramatic <laughs> to myself. You know, I'm not going to say that to anyone going through a similar situation. Mm-hmm. But um, I think for me, it was just a feeling of uselessness, you know, and you think that because you don't fit in, you don't matter at that age. And I just grew up with, you know, things I don't want to get into specifics, but just, you know, traumatic things and scarring things. And there was just if one wound was patched up, another one was open. And I was like, well, if this is going to be the cycle, then I don't want it. That was the mindset at that age. And, uh, but then at 23 years old, you know, my mindset is that's just life, dude. You know, that's just how I see it now. And, uh, but there's always good coming out of the wounds. If not only you search for it enough, but if you gain that self-will to keep on fighting. And, uh, and that's also my inner, like, warrior aspect of why I resonate with that God to just stay in the war of living a positive and healthier life. Yeah. 
And, you know, that's when I think, like, because I do hear stories of, like, young teenagers taking their own life. And it's extremely tragic to me when I hear that, like, extremely tragic. But I also think, like, to end your life at such a young age, like, you lack so much perspective at 12, 13 years old. You don't know shit about shit, really, like, other than your own, your own life. And I think when you do grow up and having uh, a little more exposure and a little more perspective to things, you realize how, like, for example, like, I grew up in, like, my grandparents had a South house in South Central, and I spent majority of my childhood there, and everyone, I mean, there was, like, we had neighborhood, like, friendly crackheads that walked around, like, we all knew who they were, what's up? Fucking, we had, like, drive-by shooting, where we literally had to, like, hit the lights and get on the floor, like, grew up, like, with eating fucking a bologna sandwich for lunch, like, that was it, you know what I mean? So, but the fact that everyone in the neighborhood was kind of, like, dealing with the same thing. It was just like, man, if, if I didn't know life was like this in fucking Rancho Cucamonga, I'd probably been severely depressed. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe I got it so bad. This is terrible. But when you grow up and you just see some, like, real shit, you're just like, hey, man, well, this is just, this is what it is. You do what you got to do, and you just keep going, you know? And I think, yeah. you know, I just say, like, when you when you have perspective, and you you gain like now you sound like hey when I look back as a twenty three year old man I look at that kid I'm like dude you're just being dramatic like come on snap out of it but sometimes you don't know what you don't know because this is the only thing you do know and if you're raised with you know in two parent home and things start going a little rough and you're just like oh man this is just so tough yeah it can be definitely easy to like take the easy way out and and make an impulsive decision that will have a, a forever consequence you know yeah but, i was i think i was just very i'm i've always been a very stubborn person what? so now that's something i'm gonna no. go with but <laughs> <laughs> not you uh yeah so i i just chose not to even ask for help like my parents didn't even know about any of it you know my mom barely found out like a year ago or two years ago when i was like honest about it you know and uh yeah, and she was a little sad by it, but, you know, she knows that I'm in a much better mental space now, and so she's not, like, worried, worried about me, because, like, that's all in the past, but, uh, yeah, it, like you said, like, what you know is what you know, and at 12 years old, I didn't know shit, but I thought that my small world at yeah. 12 years old was the Everything. world. Everything, yeah. And yeah, it's important to think outside of yourself, and I think that's one thing I've learned as older I get is, like, you know, you can always, and I and I don't believe in, like, always saying, like, oh, could it be worse? Because, yeah, you can apply it to anything, man. But it is important to think outside yourself a little bit sometimes to gain a better perspective about, like, how hard your problems really are in the grand scheme of things. Because there's there's always so much to be grateful for. And I think when you do adopt that attitude of gratitude, then you can always find something in the moment to be appreciative of and that can pull you out of like a dark time when you are living and walking in gratitude because that is it's like the ultimate savior man like you can always find something in your life that's going right even though when everything else is going wrong but you have to be able to like train your brain to look for that yeah sure. and i did in that moment too or in those moments but i was also thinking about my sister because she was probably like a toddler two years old and i was just thinking to myself that this wasn't the example that I wanted to set, you know, I'd rather have a 
get my shit together and build myself back up example to set than uh, taking the easy way out. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's uh, shift gears a little bit. And um, yeah, let's do it. Rex, man, let me ask you this, dude. What do you look forward to? What do you, what do you, what are you looking forward to? Like, not, I'm not saying like, oh, was your five year <laughs> goal or something crazy. Like, just like overall in life, man, like, what do you look forward to, bro? Cause I know you say you're yeah. like a live in the moment kind of guy. You appreciate the here and now, but what are you look forward to looking the forward to? Freaking journey, my man. Like, honestly, the, obviously we have plans for our life, right? Like we, like you said, we have that five year plan, right? We got that. But at some point, it's like, you know, screw it. What is what is it, what is that five plan really worth? If you're not prepared to like go through all the craziness that happens within that five year plan, so mm-hmm. I always i I say this to like my friends and stuff. Like, I think life is so much more of a grind than we want it to be, and that's just the nature of everything right like we, we yeah. don't expect the grind but it yeah. just happens to come upon us and uh i can't wait for that grind like the grind now is it's easy it's you know school and work and school and home and yada 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 but i don't know with that like you know foot in front of the other mentality i just feel like something better is always i don't know it's always gonna be there and so like let's struggle a little bit let's grind for it you know yeah. Well, what, what are you hoping the journey to look like? Are you as far as like, um, is it is it more focused on career? Is it more focused on romance? Is it more focused on traveling? Like, well, what are I you, mean, what are you guess... hoping for, man? What are you looking forward to? Like when you're 35 you're in the Rex that's 35 and he was imagine 35 year old Rex talking to like 20, almost 24 year old Rex. Like, what do you think that conversation or what are you hoping for it to be like? Man. That's loaded, man. Well, I am definitely more career oriented. Um, we have to, one of our assignments, one of our classes, right? Because Xavier and I are setting to be actors, as you know, we're theater majors. Um, one of our assignments is to write down 50 support jobs by Tuesday. Support jobs, you know, being like, while we're going to auditions, huh. while we're working, what are we, we going to do to fill that time? What are we going to do to make that money? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Grinding them coffee beans. <laughs> and uh, I uh, wrote mine yesterday, and I literally wrote acting. I accept no substitutions. And then I emailed it to her. No, just I once. I wrote that 50 I times. I write it 50 times. Like, I know exactly what I want to do. Yes. Um, and so, and I think something that this year, this whole freaking COVID pandemic just madness that's stopped the world has given me just this great appreciation for the determination it takes to succeed right there's so many people that are struggling i watch my my dad every day go to a job that he hates for you know 12 hours a day and wants to die every single day yeah like it's the most miserable thing in the world (laughs) and everyone says that right like everyone's like oh no he'll get a job and it'll be fine like you know but it's i don't know I I love how this generation is more focused on like I'm not compromising for that. Because there's so many people that are unhappy. Like, 
I got it. And it's like, <laughs> why? You get yeah, you see it hypothetically as we know it without take away belief and faith. If you only have this one journey, why wouldn't you be happy in it? And obviously, and obviously going that yeah. route, we know no, that- as Xavier, as traveling this actor route, it's not easy. There's no blueprint on how to get from point A to point B. There's no way that you can just like, oh, let's, you know, get a degree, fill out this application, get a job, work that job for 50 years, retire, and you're good. Like, that don't exist. So you have to learn to enjoy that grind. You have to learn to enjoy that struggle throughout it. And my God, we are going to struggle so hard. And it's sad to see that it's like some of our peers aren't even like, people are like, I, I see comments and I hear things saying like, Oh, this is just class. I'll wait till we're actually in the profession. Like, but why? Why don't you like? Yeah, you use a five-year plan. Like in five years, I'll be in the profession, using what I'm learning now for that. But it's like, why don't you, like, like Rex said, like, be part of the grind, enjoy it right now, and treat this moment, treat this class like it's the profession instead of saying like, yeah, like, oh no, I'm wasting. Not only, by the way, in class you're wasting your money just by sitting there not doing anything, which is already a big no-no in my book. Like, don't waste my time. Don't waste my money. But yeah, treat it. You got to learn to love the plateau, right? Life is full of, it's not like ups and downs in my book. Like you got a little bit of an up, you get a hard ass plateau where you're just struggling. And if you don't love that big plateau, (laughs) that's 80% of your life that you're going to struggle and you're going to be miserable with. Like, why would you do that to yourself? (laughs) Obviously it's much easier to say and to preach about it than it is to actually practice it. But like I can, you know, I can say that over and over and over again, but you know, going and doing it is a totally different thing. Yeah, no, I love what you say about that, man. That's I, I love the fact that you're like, hey, dude, this is about to be rough. I'm prepared to eat shit for as long as it takes, but I'm excited about the fucking eating shit part. Like that's fucking awesome to say because because if because when you go and make it you have a wonderful story to tell like yeah i went through that and i earned my i earned my cake damn it like you know it's like but to be prepared for that you also have to be prepared for eating shit till you fucking die like if you're okay with that as well like are you like you say like acting is my plan a and plan b is to complete plan a which is awesome i fucking love that but when you say that, you have to also be prepared for, hey, you can act, you know, but it may never meet, lead to, like, a leading role in a multi-million dollar blockbuster film. And if you're okay with that, then you won, you know what I mean? Like, goal accomplished. I want to be an actor. I've been acting. I haven't, like, made millions of dollars acting, but I've been acting. I've done these indie films. I've done these little B films. I've done this. I've done, like, um, Broadway shows, whatever the case, but you've been doing what you love to do. And if that's the most important thing, not the outcome, not the like, I got to get rich from acting because that's different. I got to get famous from acting because that's different. That's not allowed. I just need to act. They're wrong. I just want to be an actor. (laughs) (laughs) That's not why you should be. Once again, it's like that exactly what you're saying. That all that you don't have to make that movie. You don't have to be in that thing. If that's what you're aiming for, then you will fail because there's so much outside of that you're looking at one small part of a destination rather than the 20 years it takes to get up to that destination dude i just want to be there you just want to act even if you had to work a night shift 
at a bar or something yes. like if you were able to act you know in a which would be really and there, really like goddamn that's, tough that's every what you single night do. right coming home exhausted you got to wake up early to go to auditions like that life would would be would be rough and you got to love how rough it is you got to love that struggle if you don't love that struggle you just yeah. you, then you'll be unhappy and then what's the point what's the point of being unhappy <laughs> yeah for sure. I think what happens oftentimes, too, is which you'll find that many because uh, there's a small percentage yeah. of actors that, quote unquote, make it right. Like, I think you'll find that life happens. You get knee deep in life. You start racking up bills because you got to now, like, you don't want to be like a 35 year old living at home. You got to get out. You got to get your own place. Oh, shit. I got to I got to make sure I pay rent. I might have to take an extra shift. Hey, man, I can't go to this acting gig because I got to take care of this. Oh, shit. I got like my girlfriend pregnant now i have a kid come in like i really have to step i got to do something else yeah. and that's the real story for a lot of people um Try to stay single and I, yeah yeah if you you know you guys you look man i think this generation has such a leg up like i think a lot of the pressures a lot of the um like the the preconceived like conditioning from society it doesn't apply as much to this generation as it did like my generation for sure um, and I think, man, I think that's where you guys can really capitalize on either like if if you don't like, well, you'll accomplish your goal, but you can definitely stick with it a lot longer because you kind of, um, you don't have to make certain choices so soon. I don't think. Yeah. And just in preparation, like we, Rex and I have talked about this a lot and we've, I told him like, dude. Even if I'm just writing down like five minute skits and I buy a camera and we just do some low underground ass skit and just post it on our Instagram, like we're working, man. And that's what matters. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. So and that's that's what. And again, I'm not expecting to be some A-list, you know, millionaire, et cetera, whatever, Oscar winning, whatever. That's all garbage to me. It's it's. It's just a different thing. Like when you, I don't know, like once you understand the true craft of, I think for, this is for anyone who knows what, when they have something in their life that they just love to do, right? Like when you hold a guitar in your hand for guitars, like that's their life. Like they'll do anything mm-hmm. to just keep that in there. And that's, I think what I can add on to what Rex is saying and what he was trying to say. It's like, yeah. I, I don't care if I have to lose sleep working night shifts and double shifts, but I'm going to find a way to stay working. I'll, if I have to lose sleep to write three hours after a shift, but only sleep four hours, like, okay, I'll still be a writer though. And I'll still be a director when I buy that camera and I'm doing these skits with my friends, you know, and we're still actors. Like you don't need the glory to have the title. I love that answer so much. Like that brings joy to my heart, man. That's great. Because that's, dude, that's, that's exactly what it is. That's, you know, I'm, I'm older, but that's exactly how I still see it. And like, like Rex was talking about how his dad, like, I mean, I think that's the moment you start to, you start to die like day by day is when you do just accept, okay, well, I guess I'll just go work for this asshole that I hate and do what I have to do and give up on all the things I love. Like, even if you were doing that grind, but like you said, hey, man, still find five minutes a day to grab that camera and still shoot this film. I wrote it. I directed it. I am a writer and director. Like, no matter if millions of people are watching or if 100 people on my IG stories watching, 
I am doing the act of it. And I think that's, dude, I think that's awesome that your head is even there it's, at such like a young yeah. age. And it's hard. I, I can, it's, I can have yeah. these thoughts too, because I do come from a point of privilege, right? Like I'm, I'm gratefully and etern- you know, so happy that I'm, I'm not struggling in my life at this point when it comes to, you know, financial things. And when it comes to necessities, I have food, I have water, I have a shelter, right? I have a, the home i have my outlets for artistic abilities i'm going to school like i've been blessed with so many great things i can have that mentality and that mentality i guess mm. easier sure. to people like us comparative to the people that are seriously struggling and yep. don't see another way out yep yeah because then it's just a matter of it's it's almost like survival versus like yeah how do I thrive versus how do I survive? It's yeah, and two we, different mentalities. Yeah, and seeing just, I mean, we get kids from all over the world. We have like kids from Asia, and like I've worked with Egyptian students, right? And just you get very humbled when you see the struggle they're going through while you're in the mm-hmm. same classroom with them, and that's a very humbling experience. And uh, that's what keeps me in the head of like, there's no excuse. Like again, I don't need the glory, but to achieve a level of success that would lead me to contentment, there is no excuse to not achieve that in my book. Yeah. And, you know, just the callback to like, when I asked you guys, what's your truth? Like, that's your truth because there's a certain thing called foreigners ambition. Like you said, that person from Egypt, that person that came here from Nigeria, that person that came from India, they'd be like, dude, are you crazy? Like you come here, you find a great job that's paying you, Six figures a year, you raise your family, you live comfortable, you take your vacation. And that's their truth because they grew up like probably eating one meal barely a day and having to shit in a fucking hole in the ground. You know what I mean? So for them, that is like, no, like, I don't care about like this passion thing. Like, I don't care. Like, my goal is I want to make enough money so my family doesn't have to like live poorly like I did. And then that's their truth. You know what I mean? It's, it's that's and that's what I mean. That's, dude, that's a perfect example of what I mean. It's like, and you didn't know how to answer earlier, but another question basically, you defined it, but that's your truth versus that's someone else's truth um, on how like they should live their life. Um, and there's no right or wrong answer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's good, man. Let's see. Um, what do you guys. Uh, are you, are you guys, how do you feel these days? Are you stressed? Are you kind of just relaxed? What are you, what's, what's going on? What's going on uh, in your, your lives today, man? I don't know where you're no, at. No, no reference to the classroom insider, but I've just been vibing, man. I've just been taking it day by day. Like it is what it is. And you, if you make it too big of a deal, then uh, I think there's a certain level, level that you have to keep your head at. And uh, that's what I've been just striving to do. I've been just, using this extra time on my hands just to discover, you know, I discovered my love for writing, even though I never, (laughs) I grew up hating writing, like every writing or reading assignment I was assigned, I was like, fuck this man. (laughs) But then again, like English was like my second language and I couldn't keep up. So I always felt too dumb to even like try to aspire to be any of these things. And, um, but then like, the, the pandemic first hit and campus shut down. I'm like, well, I can't get my acting fix in because there's no opportunities. Everything's shut down. 
that probably hits you guys. As far as like college students, theater majors probably got affected the most. Dude, it's so it's such a different like confusing exchange of energy like versus being in person where you can really take in the person you're performing with and even the audience's presence too like you know and uh it's just it, it is totally different you know and i'm not gonna play the card that say we've been hit the hardest obviously but like it definitely no is challenging for the craft itself yeah i mean as far as college majors i can't think of one other major where you really need to be in person I mean, there, than yeah. a theater major it's <laughs> a sculptor, maybe. <laughs> like, go chill, go chill with me and David in your living room. And you're like, all right, I'll do my best. Sculptor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Is that a major? I don't a major know. for everything, I'm sure. Um, I don't know. I agree with Xavier. It's. I think it. But there was a there was an adjustment period. At least I felt in the last like last quarter of the um of the fall. Where, yeah, it was like totally different because we're so used to standing in front of people and connecting with people on a personal level. But then at the same time, it was kind of like, I think it hit us, right? Where we're like, you know what? This is where we're at. We have to just accept it and then see what we can take from it. And it became a really interesting dynamic where it's like we learn how to channel our energy through a freaking computer screen and hit another person that's hundreds of miles away it became this weird practice of like, you know what? These cameras are no, or these um, classes are no longer theater classes. These are like acting for the camera classes because every single day we're in this room. We have to turn our bedrooms or our living yeah. rooms into our spaces of work. And I think that challenge, once that like that first, you know, few months went by and we were like, we have no idea what we're doing. I don't know. I think we've had this talk. It's like hit us on this different level i don't know i feel like i've learned so much from it and i i feel so much more confident and prepared leaving class now than i did probably our first semester there so you know what's funny about i i love that answer i remember i posted something on my ig and then um i think i said like what has 2020 taught you and then somebody responded to me and said 2020 was trash and i dm'd him like, yeah, i remember that I, <laughs> I was just like i and i dm'd him like i don't think so i said 2020 has been the best year ever and <laughs> he didn't really respond to have a conversation about it but i was ready to like engage kind of on why it was the best year ever and it's just like what you said rex it's like 2020 has really taught us all how to pivot it showed us like when things aren't gravy what are you going to do about it? You know what yes. I mean? Like it gave us an opportunity, everyone an opportunity for growth. It gave everyone an opportunity to figure out another way when things challenge you. And I think a lot of people like in my career field, a lot of people made more money than they ever have. A lot of careers, some people, you know, they did have to go without, but it gave those people a chance to have time to themselves, to start to work on that side business, to, to like figure things out like that they were already doing, how to get creative. And I'm like, we've never had that other, never had a year like this in our history yeah. to really challenge us to make us figure out how to pivot. And so in that regard, I'm like, yeah, thanks 2020 for coming and giving us what we, yeah, you can learn what we needed, like, where do I need although we adapt? didn't realize we needed what do it. I need to change and why, and how can I do it? How can I thrive after it? I feel like if you're, yeah, you're that critical thinker type person, you would, you would come out of this yeah. feeling like, 
God, that was a hell of a year. And yeah, I guess in some aspect it sucked, right? I mean, unfortunately, people got sick and people lost their jobs. And there is a lot of terribleness that came out of it. But right out of every fire, out of the ashes are born a phoenix. Mm -hmm. So why can't, yeah, why can't you make yourself, why can't you be that phoenix, you know? Yeah, no, exactly, man. That's, That's exactly the point. Like there was definitely some bad things that happened, but out of that tragedy came some, some wonderful things that, you know, you, but the, the only way you'll realize that is if you're looking for it, you know what I mean? Like some people just are not programmed to look for the positive and I'm not, I'm not here to judge anyone that is doing that. But when you say things like that, then it just reveals yeah. to me that, oh, you weren't really looking to take advantage of this or looking to grow in this moment. You were just wallowing in the, Oh, shit's closed yeah. down. Fuck, I can't. I got to wear a mask outside. Like, like not nah, have that Michael Jordan mindset. Riots and win. protests. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but everyone, yeah, but people, people woke up. People realized there was racism. People realized that, you know, there was yeah. things happening that we got to, we, you know, we can't stand for, you know, people, you, yeah, you had to wear a mask outside, but, you know, like, yeah. Shit, man! Things happen. You got to roll. Your neighbor with this actually like, means everything's not going to be perfect. Like, things are in you danger, know? and yeah, 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 man. Yeah, you get to yeah. go out to eat now. Guess what? That was a luxury. <laughs> you didn't realize that, huh? <laughs> now that the restaurant's back open, we're just jumping for joy. Like, oh my god, thank you. Ooh, I can go. Uh, boy. I had Lucille's last weekend. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> you know I what I'm saying? One hundred percent. Yeah. All right, man. Are you guys so are are you guys only um are you guys only like career focused or what are you what else are you uh kind of working on? Are you guys concerned with like romantic relationships? Or are you guys like what what else is going on in your life? Um <laughs> uh, no. Um cool. Just just grinding, huh? That's all that's all that's in my control. I mean, I don't uh there's some things that are in con- in your control to pursue and some things that aren't, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm open to the- those things. Like, I'm open to romantic relationships, but am I going to go you- out there and force it upon my life? Or, you know, I don't think so. But do you feel like societal pressures, like, Man, I should be moved out. Man, I should have a girlfriend or no, I or whatever. Think, a partner I think, uh, I think like... the societal timeline is BS. No pressure. <laughs> uh, Do your parents give you the pressure? Like, yo. <laughs> uh, so, Rex, you're about to be 24 next month. Huh? <laughs> no, I think it's just, uh, I think, uh, well, we had a conversation about this a while ago and. You know, I, I don't know what led to this, but I jokingly said, oh, that's why I'm single. And, uh, well, just Rex made a good point about, like, why that truly is. And I think it's just, I think I have a certain artistic goal in mind that just doesn't really leave room for anything extra, at least right now. And this is probably going to sound in a, in a negative way, but, of course, it's not <laughs> intended that way, but... I think when you're in that grind and you're, you know, the grind that we're preparing for, the whole storm of chaos that's heading our way as soon as we graduate out of this freaking school, 
uh this is our last semester so we're outies and uh i don't think there's room all right whatever i'm just gonna say it bluntly I don't. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, I don't think happiness is an option right now. I think there's a there's mm-hmm. there's a time in your life for that, but I think you've there's points where you just need to suffer because that's how you grow and truly appreciate and earn that contentment. I think there's a struggle before the. I don't. You know, you can be happy and like the struggle, but in terms of being happy and earn those other things, I think there's a time and place for all of it. Yeah, so I would disagree with the whole. So, and that's kind of what I went back to earlier when I talked about having that gratitude at the the top of like your 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 um, I guess like your morals or your attitude is it's because you'll always be happy when you have gratitude in your life, no matter if you're in a relationship, if you got a great job, if you know you got like a nice house, whatever the case, like. You can totally be miserable with all those things unless you have gratitude. So don't don't think like, oh, because I'm only focused on my career, I can't be happy. Like that's no, I, I think I, that's I the wrong. That I meant it more in the sense of like you can't have it all at once. You can't have it all at once. There's yeah. some things you're gonna have to sacrifice, and sacrificing and struggling isn't fun, you know. And so I can be happy on the grind, but there are other things that I'm gonna feel like, oh man, I wish I had time for this, and that's gonna make me a little bit down, but when I'm in the moment, like when I'm in class, I feel great. I'm like, all right, today's another day to grow. And when I'm practicing and filming my monologues and self tapes, I'm sending them to my friends and getting feedback. I feel great. I feel on fire because I'm pursuing something. I feel the growth of all my training. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but when I'm not grinding and it's like my downtime, then I like the other withdrawal start to kind of fill in and you feel the void. And so that's what I mean by like happiness isn't 100% of the time. No, you know, and so you can't have no. it all at once. I think that's no. that's a better way of what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah, you definitely can't. You can't be one thing any other time all the time. Like you, it's just everything's a fleeting emotion. You know that's why. Um, yeah, and that's how but, I see happiness. It's it, it's a tidal wave. It comes and it goes. Yeah, you're not gonna be angry 100 percent of times. You won't be happy 100 percent of times. You won't be anything. It's just everything's a fleeting emotion. But I think contentment and gratitude is something that can stay 100 percent of the times. Um, but no, I was just asking, like, do you ever feel the maybe not societal pressure? You may put pressure on yourself. So like, hey, school is get ready to end. You guys are going to yeah. be there's no excuse like, hey, I don't have time to go do this because I got to log into the Zoom meeting or go to this class. It's all on you at this point. So do you feel like the pressure of like, OK, I got to I got to start making like some legit money. I got to like move out i gotta do these things or do you just feel like i can just keep doing what i'm doing now and just keep working at it uh i'm always gonna strive for independence and just being able to do my own thing but uh, even with or without the classes as an excuse to say i don't have time for whatever it's just business as usual to me if you know if i gotta grind a little extra to financially support myself and get out of here then i will but i don't know it's just business as usual i don't feel any pressure Hmm. i just feel like it's yeah. just another day on the job. That's how I feel. Yeah. Xavier, you told me something once that kind of upset me. And I'm just like, what are you talking about, dude? Like when mm-hmm. you're looking, you're potentially looking for like a career change. And I'm just like, no, are you crazy? You know, I don't know if you remember what I'm talking about. But Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even Rex pulled me out of that bubble many times. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm just like, exactly. wham, wham, <laughs> wham, bro. Wham, what bro. the fuck are you talking about? Like. <laughs> Not not cool, man. 
So and that, oh, and, but, you know, but that's that's part of like feeling the pressure. You know, it's just like, well, screw it. I'll just go do this. And it's just like, man, pressure exists. You got to be ready for it, man. Yeah. Like, it's not you're not going to be in a bubble. And doing something that you really care you about. You witness the growth. Terrifying. Absolutely. It's terrifying because you care, right? We've heard that. That's a very old like phrase, right? Like you feel anxious or nervous because you care. And I, I know you well enough to know that. Yeah, society doesn't. You don't. You don't care. You don't care what society has to say about you or what whatever. But moving out, doing this stuff for real, you know, being being an adult. I'm gonna put quotations around that. It's scary. At least it scares me. Like I'm terrified of all this stuff that we have to do. But at the same time, I know it's because we're doing it for the right reasons and we care and that's what makes it so bloody terrifying I think the only time I truly feel any pressure is when I feel like I have to conform to the negatives of our industry to be successful like you know when you have to play the game that you don't want to play but you know and it's it's part a lot of the industry is ridiculous you know and it's a very toxic corrupt state and uh, so that's where I feel pressure. Like, how much of this do I have to deal with? Or not deal? I can deal with it, but how much of this do I have to? Are they going to expect me to conform to, or else I lose my career? You know? Yeah. And, and you know, but with that being said, that's why I was, I was super proud and happy to hear you say earlier that it doesn't matter if I'm like writing and directing like little Instagram skits. I'm still doing what I want to do, and like that's that's exactly like that. I, can't, I guess that was my point. I was trying to get across to you earlier, um, like a while back when we were talking. I'm like, all you got to do is what you love to do. You don't have to live up to anyone else's standards. You don't have to be handsomely paid for it. You know, you just have to do what you love to do. And that's going to bring you satisfaction. I'm glad that you feel like I feel like you came to that realization. No, yeah, because even I've been talking to my cousin Kyle about it. We've been talking about like just going like backpacking capping and like free diving and just documenting it like just filming anything would make me happy like just capturing nature itself like that would be pretty dope for a starter fresh out of college or you can do it now until Mm -hmm. we move on to bigger projects yeah do it now i plan to but i'm taking 18 units i don't really have the time to go out there in the ocean (laughs) no Uh. no no, 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 dude. But I, honestly, man, like talking to you guys at 23 was a whole lot different than me talking to my friends at 23. I feel like you guys really have a good grasp on um, your own your own potential and realizing that it is in your hands. And that, honestly, man, when like, I, I was telling I had a conversation with a friend on the podcast named Kwabana and uh we were talking in where I was asking him like what he looks forward to. And he said the youth. And I'm like, I totally agree with you. I feel like the youth has it like <laughs> people shit on the youth, like the older people, like, Oh, look, they got it. So they're soft, that happens they're with every generation sensitive. They're soft. They all got anxiety and blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, yeah, that might be true, but they're more free than we've ever been. Like they understand that they can live their lives and not, they're not feeling like, you know, they they have to have these certain uh, stereotypical roles and like, that's great, man. I think that alone is going to carry them much farther than we've been able yeah. to, not saying that we can not uh, correct course or anything because we definitely can. 
uh, some of us, but some people are definitely fixed in their mindset, which whatever. But I do think like the youth are a lot more like pliable in terms of their, their thoughts and beliefs and how they go about the future. So I'm excited, man, to see what you Thanks, guys can Paul. do. And I think, I think both of you guys have a ton of potential. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I think a lot of that humbling or what gave me a decent mentality in those aspects was the craft itself. When you're an actor, you learn to look through the eyes of these characters and see all these points of view and see characters who have life better than you do and even much worse than you do, right? There's a saying, one of the books we read was that more problems for the character is good news for the actor. And, uh, but yeah, and you read about these characters and these are lives that have happened even though the writer may have wrote them fictionally these are things that have happened and you play these circumstances and you realize the kind of life you have and so it's like what why am i going to waste this gift and that's something that the craft has personally taught me and just my own interpersonal growth yeah sometimes when you guys start talking i don't know who's talking (laughs) your voice starts to blend um Oh, that was Xavier. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know that was you. You talked slower, yeah, Xavier. I'm loud so, I, okay, I caught on, but the <laughs> same. Ah, oh. uh, okay, good now. You just speak a little faster <laughs> than Xavier. Uh. <laughs> All right, man. Well, look, I mean, we can wrap up the pod. It's been a good time. We talked over an hour, but if you guys have anything else, other than that, this has I'm been extremely uh, fun, Paul. And um, I know we actually we haven't hung out like on a legitimate level minus you know a few small interactions during you know some ufc beat-ups um but this is awesome and uh you're a really cool guy and i really appreciate you having me on as a kind of a stranger in your guys's world so thank you yeah i appreciate it man so you know the reason i created the podcast was to have I'm not a big small talker. So most people that know me, either we're not going to talk much at all or we're going to probably have like a deep conversation for a long time. And so you and I haven't got a chance to talk much because, like I said, I mean, we watched a fight. I don't really like in a like yeah. a, a not, busy environment. Like I don't really just I don't know. I'm not a big small talker, man, but I definitely love to have good conversation, quality conversation. So and that's why I created the podcast. I'm like, OK, well. Let me have friends over, people over that we have these conversations maybe sometimes, but let's record some like deeper conversations. So that's great, man. Um, I appreciate it. We'll definitely hang out. We we do have a whiskey tasting event coming up soon. It is so written on my March calendar. 6th. We got we got to see how good that palate is. Work a month in advance. <laughs> We're gonna have a ball. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Let's go. All right, yeah, man. We got three title fights that night. So good. It's gonna be a good night. Nice. All right, man. You got anything else, Xavier? You, you? Uh, no. Just I appreciate you having us on, man. Let's. I've known you for a while, but I just feel like I was able to like open myself up differently, and then yeah, hopefully, uh, this just enlightened both of you about me because I tend to be pretty private too. So, no, yeah, just it's just gonna open up to you guys. All right. Well, so I'll post this. Um. I'll release the podcast, which should be out tomorrow. Um, I'll tag you guys in your IGs. And for anyone listening to the podcast, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at beneath the surface underscore pod. And yeah, until next week, it's been another episode of